Matthew chapter 7. And we'd like to begin reading with verse uh, number 12. And it says, Therefore all things whatsoever you would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. For this is the law and the prophets. Well, we know that is the golden rule, don't we? It's good advice. Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the word of God. Thank you, Lord, for another privilege that thou hast granted that I might be able to stand and preach your word. And Lord, I realize without the power of God that I can do nothing and how I need you today. I pray for the wisdom of God. I pray, Lord, that you'd help me just to be a vessel in your hand today, that I could be a help and a blessing uh, to each one that's gathered here this morning. I pray we'd see the truth that you have for us. Convict and draw a man and women to yourself, in Jesus' name, amen. Well, I want to speak to you on the, the subject of the two ways. And we have that here in verse number 13 and 14. You've heard, of course, the saying that all roads lead to heaven. God's the father of everybody, everybody's brothers. And, uh, you know, that sounds nice, but it's just not true. We, we, we hear it a lot in our day. Uh, that, uh, uh, you know, let's all get together. And uh, the ecumenicalism, uh, you know, the Bible says, can two walk together except they be agreed. And uh, when a person denies the fundamentals of the faith, then, of course, uh, there cannot be that unity. You know, uh, the Lord gives us the example here of the two ways. And... Uh, uh, one is a broad way, one is a narrow way. In Proverbs 14, verse 12, and again in 16, 25, he said, There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Uh, there is a way that seems right. If you ever thought you was on the right road and be on the wrong road, <laughs> oh, how many times that's happened to me. And, uh, you know, it's nice, though, uh, what, let's say a person is, uh, uh, is uh, traveling, uh, uh, Brother Hill, now you all live now where? You live in Kannapolis, and you take 40, I guess, uh, 40 east to get there. Now what if he went down here and got on 40 toward Asheville? And uh, he realized that he was going the wrong way, but he just made up his mind, I'm not changing. You know, I know I'm on the wrong road, but I'm, I'm, I'm just not going to change. His wife trying to tell him, we're going the wrong way. I don't care what you say. I know we're going the wrong way, but we're going to stay on this road. Now, that'd be kind of foolish, wouldn't it? Uh, and yet there are many people as far as going to heaven, they realize they're on the wrong road. And some, of course, don't even realize it, but they're so stubborn that they won't, they won't get on the right road. And so there is a way that seems right unto a man, but then there are the ways of death. And in John 14, 6, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Proverbs said there is a way. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the way. 
And so we have the two ways. One uh, illustrated this way or gave this uh, understanding of it. The two ways illustrate the start of a life of faith. Then he goes on down in this text and we have the two trees illustrating the growth and results of a life of faith. We ought to produce fruit, shouldn't we? After we get saved, after we get on the right way, the right road, then we need to produce some fruit along the way. And then the two houses illustrate the end of a life of faith, the test of a life of faith. And, and the house stands through the storms and endures the test of time. Let's look at these ways. We'll not have time to look at uh, the trees and the houses today. We'll just look at the two ways. And the first one is the broad way. The broad way is a way. It's that way that Proverbs talked about. There is, there is a way which seemeth right unto a man. It is a way. It's not the way, but it is a way. And uh, he, first of all, we find this way is a way of popularity. Notice what he said. That broad is the way which leads to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. This is the popular way. Yeah. Everybody's doing it. Must be all right. Well, that's usually a good indication it's not all right. Many there be which go in thereat. Uh, also, he says in verse 22, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name and so forth. And so it is the way of least resistance, the way that's attractive, inviting, convenient. Uh, you know, this way doesn't cost you anything. This is the interstate, if you please. It's the best way if you're going. If you can't fly, it's, uh, it's the next best way to go probably is the interstate highway. And so... It is a way of popularity. Luke 16, verse 15, And he said unto them, Ye are they which justify yourselves before men. But God knoweth your hearts, for that which is highly esteemed among men is abomination in the sight of God. How could everybody be wrong? Well, of course, everybody's not wrong. There's, God has a few always. But the majority, highly esteemed among men, is abomination in the sight of God. Uh, so this way is a popular way. You know, Luke 6, 26, he said, Woe unto you when all men shall speak well of you, for so did their fathers to the false prophets. You know, everybody wants to be well thought of and well spoken of, but the Lord said, Woe unto you when all men shall speak well of you. I remember reading about a preacher one time that you know everybody was congratulating him, saying nice things about him, and... and uh, he kind of got worried. <laughs> and uh, then this, uh, this individual came up to him and really, really told him what, a, what kind of a sorry fellow he thought he was. And he went away rejoicing and said, Well, I was getting worried for a while. I feel pretty good now. <laughs> uh, everybody don't think I'm all right. I haven't had that problem. But <laughs> I've never, I've never had, I don't ever remember a time when, I, when everybody spoke well of me. But... Uh, it is a way of popularity. This is the popular way. It's the broad way. Second of all, it's a way of prosperity. In Psalm 73, in verse 3, David said, I was envious of the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. 
In verse 12, Behold, these are the ungodly who prosper in the world. They increase in riches. And if you read that psalm, he, he, he's looking at society and he said, he said, these people care nothing about God and seemingly they prosper and do well. Here I am, I'm trying to do right, trying to serve God, and, and I have a hard time. It's kind of hard for me to get, get by. And he said, I was envious. But in verse 17, he said, until I went into the sanctuary of God, then understood I their end. He said, when I saw where it all ended up, I, I, didn't, I didn't think as much of the way anymore. Uh, I didn't like it as well as I thought I did. It is a way of prosperity. And that doesn't mean that a child of God cannot be successful because Joshua gives the, uh, gives the prescription for success in Joshua 1.8. And, uh, but uh, not many. You know, the Lord warns against uh, riches. And uh, if their riches increase, set not your affection upon them. If the Lord blesses you materially, thank God for it, but don't, don't let your heart get there. Don't set your affection on those things. And let them be a distraction. Uh, a way of prosperity. Uh, then not only that, but it's a way of pleasure. You know, there's pleasure in sin for a season. Hebrews eleven twenty five. he talks about Moses choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. If there was no pleasure in sin, there wouldn't be so many people involved in it. Sin is fun, they say. And there's pleasure for a season. But notice he said for a season. You know something about sin? It never permanently satisfies, does it? You ever notice people that drink, they have to keep on drinking, don't they? They say, I drink because I feel good. But when they, when they sober up, they feel bad. <laughs> I drink because I have problems. And when they sober up, they got more problems than they had before. And you have to keep going back to it and keep going back to it the same way with drugs, the same thing with any sin. It never permanently satisfies, but there is pleasure in sin for a season. I want to tell you, this Broadway is the way of pleasure. The way of pleasure. Some people want a religion that lets them live as they, you know, live as they please and go to heaven when they die. God doesn't have any, any kind of religion like that. When God saves a man, he changes a man. He makes us different from the inside out. It's a way of pleasure. Fourthly, it's a way of pretense. It's a hypocritical way. In Matthew 23, verse 14, Jesus condemned the scribes and Pharisees. He said, for a pretense, they make long prayer. You know, I've never understood why people want to display the game. Have you? Why bother? If, if, if I wasn't going to be for real, why even get up out of bed on Sunday morning and come to church? Why bother with it? Amen. Preacher. If a person's just going to play the game, I mean be for real. Amen. Be what you are. Don't be a hypocrite. And that's the, the scribes and Pharisees. Jesus condemned them. They loved to stand on the street corners and pray to be seen of men. It was pretense, pretending, make-believe, you know. 
You ever, have you ever played that game? Everybody's done that. I told you about a boy when I was growing up, you know. And, uh, you know, I mean, it was just common when you went by his house, he was driving a pot lid. <laughs> Had that pot lid out in the yard, going around the corner of the house. He was driving a truck. He wasn't really driving a truck. He just playing. He just playing like his truck driver. Now, that's all right for children, you know. And, uh, uh, you know, little girls, they get little dolls and they play like they got a real baby. And it's amazing. They got these babies now. You know, they're all, almost real, aren't they? I tell you. But, uh, but just playing together. That's all right. That's all right when you're talking about those things. But it's not all right when you're talking about heaven and hell. This thing's serious. And you don't play games. But those on the broad road are just playing the game. You realize churches are full of people this morning that just play in church. It is play in church. Play in Sunday school. Play in religion. They're just going through the motions. They're, it's a pretense. It's all, it's all just a game. It's all just something to do. No reality in it. Fearfully, and the saddest of all, is the way that will perish. It's a way that will perish. Psalm 1 verse 6 says, For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. It's a way that will perish. You know where the broad road ends? It ends in hell. It ends in hell. Someone said there's over 500 warnings in the Bible about hell. What if you was going down the interstate highway and you came up on the sign, and the sign says, uh, road closed, bridge out, just like they've, uh, you know, they've uh, interstate below Marion here, you know, they channel you over in, in uh, two lanes there because they're repairing bridges and reworking the road and all that. And, uh, uh, but uh, they, they've got all that set up. What if a person went down to there and ignored all that? Oh, I'm going to drive on this side. I don't care what they say. Down there they go, on down the road they go. And they come to the bridge that's out, and off they go. You know, if you was going down a road and you saw this sign said, road closed, bridge out, and uh, you just ignore the sign, you go on, you find another sign, sign says, stop, turn around, bridge out. 500 signs. person goes down there and plunges off of, into the river or whatever. Whose fault is it? Theirs. This is a way that will perish. Verse 23, Then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. He didn't say, I used to know you and I forgot about you. He said, I never knew you. I never knew you. Listen, if the Lord, the Lord said, I know my sheep and are known of mine, if he knows you, he'll not forget you. Make sure he knows you, though, and you know him. It's a way that will perish, the broad way. And then let's look at the narrow way in the time we have here. This is the way. This is not a way. This is what John 14 said. Jesus said, I am the way. It's not just a way. It's not one of the ways. It's the way. The only way. 
It's a way that was planned, prophesied, and provided. Isaiah 30, verse 21, I like this verse. And thine ears shall hear a word behind thee, saying, This is the way, walk ye in it. I used to think of the broad way as a big, broad highway, you know, interstate highway. And a narrow way is a little curvy mountain road going up in the mountains, this curve, curve, like a road I used to, you know, where I grew up. It's just, just curve after curve after curve. And uh, I used to think that's the narrow way. But I don't think that's where the narrow road is. You know where it's at? Look at it. Thine ears shall hear a word behind thee, saying, this is the way, walk in. Where's, where's the word? Word's behind you. Yeah. What does that say? You're going the wrong way. <laughs> Isn't that what repentance is? Repentance is a change of mind. Results in a change of direction, a change of life. The road behind me. You know where the narrow road is? It's the middle of the broad road going the opposite way. That's why we have trouble. Now, occasionally someone will be drunk or something wrong with them, you know, and they'll get on the wrong side of interstate and drive down, you know, meeting the oncoming traffic. Well, that's a picture he said, this is the way. There's a word behind me. Repent. Turn around. Get on the right road. Go back the other way. You're going the wrong way. That's basically, you're going down Interstate Highway the wrong way. Right. Turn around and get on this narrow way. It's a way that's perfect. 2 Samuel twenty-two thirty-one. As for God, His way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all them that trust in him. You know, you'll never be disappointed in Jesus. Now, I'll disappoint you, but Jesus will never disappoint you. His way's perfect. It's a perfect way. You ever met anyone who said, I'm sorry I ever got saved? You know, I've never, I've never had anybody on their deathbed say, you know, I'm, I'm sorry I'm, I'm, I'm a Christian. I wish I was lost. I'm sorry I, I come to Christ. You know, I've never heard one person tell me that. But I could tell you instance after instance. The people just told me, you know, if I could live my life over, I'd get saved when I was young. I wouldn't wait till I was old. Oh, I wish I'd have become a Christian a long time ago. It's a way that's perfect. No one ever regrets being a Christian on their deathbed. It's a way that is perfect. God's way is a perfect way. It's a way, and I like this, it's a way that's been proven. <laughs> this way's been tried. <laughs> it's not like the Titanic. They said this ship, they said not even God can sink this ship. <laughs> How foolish. Ain't never been a ship ever made. God can't sink. And they learn, they learn. That sh listen, that ship had never made one voyage across the Atlantic and still has it. It rests in the bottom of the ocean. Right. It went down on its maiden voyage. It never made one trip. Right. That ship hadn't been tested. That ship had not been tried. But I'm going to tell you, God's way is perfect. God's way has been proven. His way, His way. Listen, you can trust this way. It'll get you there. It'll not fail. I like Hebrews chapter 11. That great roll call of those men of faith all the way back to Abel and after the Garden of Eden there, first 
boy of Cain and Abel there, of the boys of uh, Adam and Eve. And uh, he traveled this way. We have Enoch, he traveled this way. Noah and Abraham and Joseph and Moses and Daniel, the three Hebrews and all those Old Testament saints of God. He gives a long list there, Samson and all of them. They travel that way. You know what they're saying to us? This way will not fail you. It's a life of faith. This way has been proven. This way has been tried. You can, you can depend on it. You can count on it. Well, Brother Johnson, before he passed on to heaven, and I talked with him, and he knew his, he, the Lord was going to take him, and he raised his hand, tears in his eyes, and he said, Preacher, I'm trusting in the blood of Jesus Christ. I said, brother, it will not fail you. It will not fail you. And it didn't. <laughs> and it never has and it never will. I want to tell you, this road gets, will, leads to heaven. The end of this road is heaven. It's a way that's been proven. But not, not only that, but fourthly, this is a way of persecution. It's not an easy road. Oh it's, oh, it's easy being a Christian. You ever hear that? Oh, if you, if you get saved, you'll never have any more problems. All of your dreams will be fulfilled. You'll have health and wealth. And on and on they go with all these uh, vague promises and promises that cannot be supported. Listen, it's a way of persecution. You're going to have trouble. 2 Timothy 3 verse 12 says, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. All. Not some, not a few. All that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. In John 15 verse 20, If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also. Jesus said they hated me and they're going to hate you. And everybody's not going to like you. It's a way of persecution. Just like I mentioned. If you go in the opposite way of the world, don't you think you're going to, you're going to meet some folks head on? You're going to have some problems. You're going to have some conflicts. It's a way of persecution. And then it's the promised way though that leads to our possessions, or it leads to the promised land. I realize that Canaan is not a picture of heaven, but uh, heaven is our promised land, not Canaan. Canaan is victory in this world, a place we need to, to arrive at, but heaven is, is where Jesus promised us that he said, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. And receive you unto myself that where I am there you may be also. Thomas said, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Lord, we don't know where you're going. We don't know the way. <laughs> Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The Lord said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And he said, I'm the way to get you there. I'm the narrow way. I'm the road that leads to heaven. It's a promised way. 
Jeremiah 21, 8 said unto this people, Thou shalt say, Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I set before you the way of life and the way of death. And that summarizes it. The narrow way is a way of life. The broad way is a way of death. We have to make a choice. Am I going to say, you know, what, you know what a lot of people want to do? They want to travel the broad road to they get right to the very end. And just before it plunges off into the fires of hell, they want to jump off and get on the narrow way. But I want to tell you something supported by Scripture and by experience that the majority never get off. I told you a while ago, the hardest people in the world to win to Christ are older people. Now you'd think that'd be the easiest people in the world to reach. You talk 70, 80-year-old people. Maybe they're sickly. I mean, you know, you know you, you don't have as long to live as you've already spent. You know you can't live too many years longer. And you'd think, you know, you can reach those people. They know, they know they don't have a long time and, and they'll, they'll want to get saved because, you know, their, their life's coming to an end. But they're the hardest people in the world to reach. That's why God says in Ecclesiastes, remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth. Get saved when you're young because when you get older, I can count... I could probably count on my two hands, I, I, you know, without sitting down trying to remember it. I could probably count on my two hands the people that I've seen saved up in years. I'd probably count on my two hands. And I have seen a lot of people saved over the years, more in years gone by. Remember now thy creator. Get on this narrow road and stay on it. That's the important thing. God will keep you on it, of course, if you're saved. Let's bow our heads, please.